Chapter 9 from the Chicago Race Rides, July 1919, by Carl Sandburg. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Chicago Race Rides, by Carl Sandburg. Chapter 9 Negroes and Rising Rents one of the best-known club women in Chicago sold an apartment house on Wabash Avenue last month. It cost her 26000 She sold it for 14000 Her agent advised her to make the sale because, as he said, the colored people were coming into the neighborhood and the property surely was going to take a slump. That is chapter one of the little story. Chapter 2 opens with the rent of each apartment taking a jump from 35 to $50 in this identical apartment house that had apparently taken such a drop in value in the open market. The fact is that it wasn't an open market. It was a panicky market, sold openly so that all prospective buyers might have had opportunities to bid. The place would have brought a higher price than was originally paid for it. In two other instances in the same neighborhood, properties at one time worth 15000 dropped to 8000 and $6,000, respectively, in a market so managed that there was no competitive bidding. The sellers were filled with panic. Then the rents took a high jump after the sales were made. There seems to be certain preposterous axioms of real estate exchange governing this district and no others in Chicago. These axioms might be stated thus. 1. Sell at a loss and the rent goes higher. And 2. The larger number of colored persons ready to pay higher rentals, the lower the realty values slump. To quote a paragraph from the housing survey of the schools of civics and philanthropy, it is a matter of common knowledge that house after house, flat after flat, whether under white or black agents, comes to the Negro at an increased rental. The only available argument, it would seem, which will ever dispel the public impressions, is for instances to become just as numerous as charge downward as they now are of charge upward. A Negro woman, recent purchaser of a modern six-flat building on the south side, informed the investigator that she had been importuned by numerous white agents and by two Negro dealers, one of whom she named to allow them to rent her flat for her at a substantial increase above the rent she is now receiving, acting as her own agent. The report says further, countercharges are made against the Negro tenant by dealers of both races. It considers these charges in extensive detail and then declares, it is established that despite the low rents, which are immaterial in the light of circumstances, the general housing condition of Negroes in the area lying between State Street and the railroad track, stretching for several blocks north and south of 27th Street, is reprehensible, a menace to health, and constitutes kindling wood sufficient to keep Chicago in constant danger of disastrous conflagration. Whatever may be the contributing causes, demand and supply, overbidding for coveted places on the part of tenants, inconspicuousness of the Negro as an economic factor, guaranteed rentals or what not, 
the negro in chicago paid a lower wage than the white workman and more limited in opportunity does pay a relatively higher rent the negro real estate agent man is much fairer generally speaking than is supposed and could means be found whereby he and the tenant could get together and come to an understanding on many things each about the other regarding which they are now diluted the first step would have been taken to the improvement of the lot of the negro renter twenty years ago fewer than fifty families of the colored race were homeowners in chicago today they number thousands their purchases ranging from two hundred dollars to twenty thousand from tar paper shacks in the steel district to brownstone and graystone establishments with wealthy or well-to-do white neighbors in most cases where a colored man has investments of more than ordinary size it is in large part in real estate realty investment and management seem to be an important field of operation among those colored people who acquire substance in the manner of home buying there is something radically abnormal about the situation of the colored people in chicago the last census computed twenty two point five per cent of the homes occupied by colored citizens in the united states as owned by the occupants in illinois twenty three per cent of the colored householders owned their premises but in chicago the survey of the schools of civics and philanthropy in nineteen seventeen reported that in the south division only four per cent of the apartments in houses occupied by colored persons were owned by the occupants and on the west side only eight per cent in south chicago and in the stockyards district where the highest percentage of ownership was found eighteen per cent of the colored families owned their homes so it is evident that the percentage of home owners in the district around thirty-fifth and state streets is desperately low as compared with other chicago districts and as compared with the country at large it is easy to understand how the doubling of population during the late war made a live real estate situation not only was it difficult for the newcomers to buy houses if they so desired but it was hard at times for them even to get a place to sleep the urban league canvassed real estate dealers one day and found six hundred and sixty-four colored applicants for houses on that day and only fifty supplied the demands for quarters the higher rentals paid by colored people and other factors were responsible for thirty-six new localities being opened up within three months these localities having formerly been exclusively white this increase in rents was from five to thirty per cent and in a few cases fifty per cent today we are beginning to realize that to become a good citizen it is necessary to own a home and that those who are renting cannot be considered other than floaters is the comment of jesse binga banker the oldest established colored real estate dealer in chicago when binga bought one corner on south state street it was valued at three hundred dollars a front foot it is now worth five hundred dollars a front foot six saloons did a fast business in that neighborhood when he entered there and it was said of it you could get anything you wanted from a foot brace to a murder now it is a quiet ordinary residence corner and in behavior and cleanliness it ranks as one of the best in chicago though there are two hundred and forty nine building and loan associations in chicago 
there was none for the colored race until the pyramid building and loan association financed and officered by colored men came into existence this year there have been six hundred and ninety shares sold to one hundred and five persons housing surveys of colored residence districts varying in scope and purposes are being conducted by the cook county real estate board and the city public welfare department one of the best publications on this subject is a pamphlet by lieutenant charles s duke a colored man a harvard graduate and an engineer in the bridge division of the public works department at the city hall it was published last april and it summarizes proposals for immediate action under two heads first are things that chicago owes her colored citizens which are stated as follows one the privilege of borrowing money easily upon real estate occupied by colored citizens living on the south side and in the same amounts as can be borrowed upon property located in other parts of the city two better attention in the matter of repairs and upkeep of premises occupied by colored tenants three making an end of the neglect of neighborhoods occupied principally by colored people four abandonment of all attempts at racial segregation five prohibition as far as possible of the commercializing of race prejudice in real estate matters six recovery from hysteria incident to the advent of the first colored neighbors seven fewer indignation meetings and more constructive planning eight better schoolhouses and more modern equipment in schools and districts where colored people live in large numbers nine more playgrounds and recreational centers on the south side ten a beautiful branch library in the center of the colored district as a corollary are presented these things that colored citizens owe chicago one better care of premises occupied by them either as tenants or as landlords two formation of improvement clubs for the beautification of the neighborhoods in which they may live three practice of thrift and economy in the spending of income four keeping the expenditures within the income five the buying of beautiful sanitary homes six spending less money for amusements and expensive clothing seven checkmating of the real estate broker who makes it his business to capitalize race prejudice in his dealings eight reduction of the lodger evil nine ending of the practice of taking on real estate obligations beyond the purchaser's means ten a continual demand for all the civic benefits that a beautiful and progressive city like chicago can confer upon its citizens end of chapter nine